When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. That's the show, my voiceover friend. Here's what's going on tonight. Blue Jackets have beaten the Red Wings 5-3, lightning up 3-1 on the Islanders with five and a half left in the third. Monday Night Football, the 49ers up 21-7 on the Rams. It is at halftime. Can also tell you the NHL with its first COVID-19 postponements of the season. Three games because of the Ottawa Senators outbreak. Ten Senators are in COVID protocol. So their games against New Jersey, Nashville, and the New York Rangers have all been placed on hold. Oilers tomorrow at Winnipeg. End of the five-game road trip. They're 2-2 two and two so far. 4.30 face-off show here on 6.30, Chad. The game will start at 6. The Elks are going to be on Kiss and Country 103.9. 4.30 countdown to kickoff. And then the actual kickoff at 5.30 as they visit the Toronto Argos. I am pleased to welcome to Inside Sports former sports reporter at Global Edmonton. She is now with Explore Edmonton, and she is one of my most favorite people in the world to golf with. It's Quinn Phillips on the line. Quinn, how are you doing? You only like to golf with me because you beat me every time. Well, I wasn't even aware we were competing. First of all, if if you would like to put some money on it, perhaps we can. <laughs> okay, well, we'll we'll discuss how many shots I get, and then we can maybe put some money on it. See, I don't know about that because you outdrive me. You hit the ball much further than I am able to hit it. So I, yeah, I don't but, really know how you can say I beat you. Well, I mean. Because that's only part of the game. We all know how I am around the greens. I have no finesse in the game of golf, no touch on the greens, whatever. Let's talk right. about soccer, well, Reed. I'm, I'm upset that, now. That's, that's, that's fair enough. I, I might have a bit of a better uh, sure. It's because, yeah. I'm, because I'm so delicate. I have such a deft touch. <laughs> yeah, it's those soft hands and that gentle spirit. Well, I think that's a, a part of it. A lot of times the golf ball would, would just feel bad if it didn't go in the hole for me. It's my gentle spirit. Just when I mark it, I'm very kind to the golf. Because I didn't hit it too far off the tee. So then it would yeah, get to the green. It. Yeah. <laughs> it feels yeah, better. You're right. Itself. I make it very angry at me. You're right. <laughs> I, I, okay, you we recently, though, well, where, you, went, well, you went golfing like with uh, Panama, Tahiti, somewhere. Where did you go? Uh, Dominican Republic, Casa de Campo, shout out to that resort. Absolutely incredible. Played six rounds uh, in seven days. Unbelievable. Uh, Like six different courses? Where did you play? Uh, Well, so Casa de Campo has three courses on the resort. So we played those three courses. So one of them is Teeth of the Dog, which is the top 10 golf course in the Caribbean. There's, uh, I think, seven or eight ocean holes. It was like the first one is a par three. You hit like almost like an island green. It is attached, but it's uh, jutted out into into the Caribbean Sea. 
Um, and then the other one is Die For. They're all Pete Die Design golf courses. And well, those two are, and they're absolutely spectacular golf courses. So I played Teeth of the Dog three times, Die For twice, and then the Lynx, which is just kind of a, more of a basic course, but you can get out there, hit the ball around, gain some confidence. Uh, played that one once. That sounds like an absolute blast. And, and uh, I just think if, see, to me, I'd be intimidated to even play a course called Teeth of the Dog. I would just be like, no, it's going to bite me. It's too hard. <laughs> but then but then you'd come and you'd bring that energy and that gentle spirit and it would uh, it would open up its arms to you and embrace you. The ocean wouldn't take your ball. It'd be dentures of the dog once I was done with it, Quinn. <laughs> Okay, well, one day we'll get there when we win the lottery, and yeah. uh, we'll we'll give it a shot. Well, that sounds that that sounds like a really cool experience, and I know uh, what a passionate golfer like you play way more than I do, which which I admire. You're much more dedicated. You know, I, like in, my problem is with golfing; I enjoy it, but I'm also cranky the whole time. Uh, like, that's I, not entirely true. Like, well, I get upset when quite you're a bit. quite upbeat, but. <laughs> It really depends how the game is going. Yes, I have to stay more uh, more even keel. Well, this is cool to have you on the show. So tell us about what what, what like you were. How long were you at Global? Uh, how long was I at Global? Seven and a half years. Seven and a half years. So what's what what are you doing now? What's with this change? Uh, you know the change. It was just time, and now I am working with. Explore Edmonton. Um, I'm in the office of the CEO there, and really what I'm doing is a lot of media relations, um, basically trying to get out to Edmontonians um, what Explore Edmonton is doing, because we do have a very vital role in the city in terms of the visitor economy. We're here to, to you know, create a tourist attraction. Well, that sounds fun, and I should uh, thank you publicly that it was because of yeah, you, John Herdman, was on the face-off show before an Oilers game, which was pretty cool, which transitions into the topic du jour, the two Canadian soccer matches. Uh, Friday, you know, I, I was watching on TV and not fully invested because it was during an Oilers broadcast. You were there. I, I mean, how was it? Once everybody got into the stadium and the match got rolling, how would you describe it? Um, it was... I mean, from me, from my perspective at Explore Edmonton, we worked so hard and we were such a big driver in getting those games there. So, A, it was a very proud moment. It was really hard not to just stop and, like, take it all in and be like, holy, you know, like, we had a big part of doing this. A Canada soccer really wanted to come here, but... Uh, you know, we had to work with them very closely to get it to, to, to happen, along with the city of Edmonton. Um, and the energy was just phenomenal. And I mean, of course, we're coming out of a pandemic, right? So it's been a very long time since you've felt that kind of, like, crazy sports energy. Um, so it, it just was so much fun. I will say I was in the suites for that game, and I'm, I'm in the seats tomorrow, and I'm really very much looking forward to being being in the seats because I think it is definitely going to be a very different atmosphere. It's definitely going to be a lot louder. Like it was still quite loud in the suites. You couldn't quite hear the chants or what they were saying and that kind of thing. So I'm excited to be like really, really in, in the mix. Well, that's pretty cool. What was it like when Canada scored? 
Oh man, it was pretty wild. Unfortunately, it was at the other end from us, but it was just everybody just started jumping up and down. I mean, that bicycle kick was like the first one where everybody like then like people really started to pick up the energy and it started to get like, you know, a little bit more excited in the state in Commonwealth Stadium. Um, and then when that goal was scored, I just everybody loves that sound, like that roar of the crowd, and it just was so much louder because there was so many people there, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Again, I can't wait until tomorrow because I want to be dancing in the stands with everybody. Right, <laughs> which is going to be they're going to score it's... many goals against Mexico. I hope so. It should be interesting tomorrow with yeah. the, the, the weather. And, and, I mean, obviously the, the, the field. Um, I, I think they, I'm pretty sure they've kept it covered all day today and probably most of the day tomorrow, which, which makes a lot of sense. Are you prepared to bundle up? Um, no, I'm going in a T-shirt and shorts. <laughs> Just prove how tough you are, see? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as Edmontonians, we're up for the challenge. Uh, no, I will be in multiple, multiple layers and hoping that somehow it is enough. Um, I just like, and, and Mexico travels well for soccer, so I can't even fathom how they're going to do tomorrow. Um, I mean, we all know the hardy Edmontonian, the Heritage Classic, like this is nothing compared to the Heritage Classic, right? You know, it's, it's going to be 25 degrees warmer. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how the Mexican crowd does and how the Mexican team does. Because, of course, Canada Soccer wanted to come here because these were the conditions that they were expecting in Edmonton. And they wanted it to be very difficult on their opponents. I'm just wondering, though, can the Canadian players be thrilled about this either, though? No. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing. I don't imagine. I, I, and I haven't, I, I, I haven't talked to them. They're saying all the right things about being in Edmonton. But still, mm-hmm. if I were a player, and if I were a speedy player like Davies, I, I would want the best conditions to run in. And I don't yep. know if a potential slippery field is, uh, <laughs> I guess we'll see. I mean, maybe Mexico comes out and isn't interested, but they're the best players in their country. So it's not as if they're not tough and haven't been through crap in their careers. Like, I'm, I'm just wondering if the Canadians are as uh, not, uh, maybe upset isn't the right word, but I, I, I just feel like maybe I'm being a little too pessimistic. I try not to be, but I, I I don't know if the Canadian players are celebrating in their hotel rooms that it's snowing outside. Well, no, and I, yeah, I mean, is anybody celebrating that it's snowing except for maybe skiers, I guess? Um, and the thing is, is that most of them don't play here. So they don't play in these conditions anymore. They don't play in these temperatures anymore. The one thing is, is that all of them growing up played in this. So are they more... Uh, able to adjust more quickly than Mexico? Probably. That is probably the one thing they have going for them. Um, I mean, it's it's going to be really cold tomorrow, though. Like, imagine being a goalie. Well, they get to wear sweats, though. <laughs> well, I guess so, but sweat, like, I mean, do they get to wear long johns and sweat? Well, I guess they can. They can wear whatever they want, right? I'd wear but, a full um, snowsuit if it were me. 
at the end of the day, those players work so hard. They're moving so much. That's the thing with soccer, right? Is that they're constantly moving when they're on the field. So like they're going to stay somewhat warm. The slippery conditions are certainly a concern, especially if like we're expecting heavy periods of snow tomorrow or periods of heavy snow. I put that backwards, but um yeah, so it's just how are the field conditions going to be, especially if it snows at night. If they leave the tarp on all day and it doesn't snow in the evening like it's not tonight, then great. It'll be fine. It'll be cold, but it'll be fine, hopefully. So what do we know about, and, and maybe you can't tell me, but I'll, I'll throw this out there. Uh, like, could, could, could Canada get more, could Edmonton get more games? Because they haven't, there's no location set. Is there for the right, rest for of later. this? Uh, Um, I, you know what? I don't entirely know that answer. I don't think so. I'm not even actually sure how many more home games they have. So, um, yeah, I unfortunately do not have the answer to that question. Okay. No, no, that's okay. I I just thought I would throw that out there because obviously the schedule is made. The, the, the entire schedule is not made. Uh, no. the, the, the home, the home, the locations of the games are not announced when the schedule comes out. That's so. January thirtieth, Canada has a home game against the United States. That's right. probably not going to be in Edmonton. On January thirtieth, um, I, I would advise against it. But where? I mean, the only climate really that would be reasonable is Vancouver, I guess. Hey, I, I suppose if you're going to play it in indoors, yeah. So Canada yeah. has. Um, January 27th at Honduras, January 30th at home to the U.S. US. Uh, February 2nd, they play El Salvador. And then there are more games in March. Jamaica is here in March. So March 27th, who knows? That could be a possibility. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it would be a long shot, but I know that Edmonton does such a good job when teams and events come to town. Um, it's something that we can be very proud of at Explore Edmonton. Um, so it, it's an easy place to come, right? Because you're going to get looked after here. So that's that's the big pitch. Yeah, well said. Yeah, so it's Canada's, they've played seven games. They're halfway through the qualifying. It's an eight-team double round robin. They're third. They have three wins and four draws. They're a point behind Mexico and only a point behind the States now. So if they beat Mexico, they would jump into second at the very least and maybe even first if the United States lost or, or tied. So that's pretty exciting. All right, uh, Quinn, appreciate the, uh, the the context. It's It's fun to have you on the show. I'm glad you had a great golf vacation. We'll have to do this again and have fun at the match tomorrow. I will. I will. I'll be thinking of you uh, with my hand war- and feet warmers on. <laughs> that sounds great. That I don't know funny. why you went the hand and feet warmers, but. <laughs> well, be- because I'm such a gentle spirit. I warm your soul, your hands, whatever. It's all good. All yeah, right. who needs gloves when you have the gentle warmth of Reed Wilkins? Of my spirit. I'll warm yeah. the entire stadium with my spirit. That's what I'm going to do tomorrow. <laughs> See you, Quinn. Okay, best of luck with that. <laughs> Bye. It's <laughs> Quinn Phillips uh, now with Explore Edmonton. Of course, you saw her on Global Edmonton for seven and a half years, like she said, and uh, maybe you've been lucky enough to encounter her on a golf course along the way, as I do uh, several times every summer. Good to have her on the show, and, yeah, looking forward to the uh, following that match tomorrow, Canada up against 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mexico. Okay, we're going to call a quick timeout. It is 748. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Niners driving again. They're having a good night against the Los Angeles Rams halfway through the third quarter. Niners up 21-7. Jimmy Garoppolo, the Niners quarterback, is 11 for 11. He has not thrown an incompletion for 117 yards and a touchdown. Oilers tomorrow. Yeah, interesting stats for the Oilers to this point in the season. They are scoring 4.14 goals per game. The most recent team to finish over four goals per game for an entire season, and obviously a lot of track still to cover for Edmonton, but just to give you some context, the 95-96 Penguins scored 4.41 goals per game. That was the last team to do it. That Tampa Bay team that uh, had an awesome regular season and then lost in the first round of the playoffs in 18-19, they scored 3.89, so they got pretty close but didn't uh, quite do it. So 14 games into the season, the Oilers still over four goals per game. And uh, as, as I mentioned, they are fourth in the NHL when it comes to time spent in the offensive zone. Now, they, they're, they're not always uh, winning the battle when it comes to high-danger chances and uh, their Corsi is kind of middle of the pack. But in terms of just the puck being in the other team's end of the rink, the Oilers are fourth best in that category. A lot to sort out still. We'll see where it goes. But I think another good test tomorrow against the Winnipeg Jets, who you may recall swept the Oilers in the first round of the playoffs in May, thanks to three consecutive uh, overtime victories and the Jets are having a pretty good start to this season. So uh, going to be a good test for Edmonton, but, Man, oh, man. I mean, Leon Dry. I mean, the Oilers got Connor McDavid on the team, and right now he's the second leading scorer to Leon Dreisaitl, who has been – Kelly Rudy and I talked about it, and Rob Brown talks about it, his ability to score from almost anywhere. There, There's no area of the offensive zone where you count Dreisaitl out. And I, I will say this, from the blue line down – Leon Dreisaitl is the best player on the Oilers. He is not as explosive off the rush like Connor McDavid, who can get it in front of his own net and go through the entire other team and score. But once the puck is established in the offensive zone, Dreisaitl is the best player. And he's, I think he's also the most dangerous player on the power play, even though they have a couple other really good players uh, power play players, but they don't score as frequently as Dreisaitl does. And then he he can still set up a lot of plays as well. So he's been fun to watch this season. The game tomorrow from Winnipeg is on 6.30, Chad, 4.30 for the face-off show. The puck will drop at 6. The Elks at the Argos. The game starts at 5.30. The coverage on Kiss and Country 103.9 with David Morley. Uh, that's going to start at 4.30, so we got you covered with both games tomorrow. I mentioned the football score. Just a couple games in the NHL tonight. They have both concluded. 
Steve Stamkos gets a goal, his eighth of the season, as Tampa Bay knocks off the New York Islanders 4-1, and it was the Columbus Blue Jackets getting their eighth win of the season as uh, they get three goals in the final four and a half minutes of the third period to beat the Red Wings 4-3. Lucas Raymond had scored for Detroit at 13-31, but then the Blue Jackets got goals at 15-42, 1841 and 1957 to steal it away from the Red Wings. Okay, thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of the show. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer tonight, back at the 630 Chad Broadcasting Compound. My name is Reed. Thanks for listening. Have a great night. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.